May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. On Wednesday, I sent out a short statement. Wednesday was the feast day of the Epiphany and also a day of great turmoil and torment in our nation's capital and across the country. And while trying to come up with the words that I wanted to preach today, I went back to that statement and want to start with it, knowing that many of you don't always get to the Facebook page or to the email. So this is what I wrote. Today, January 6th, is the feast day of the Epiphany. It is a day of celebration in the church of the recognition of Jesus of Nazareth as Christ incarnate, Messiah, of God made flesh in human history. He is so recognized today, according to tradition, by the Magi, who represent the inclusiveness of salvation and point to where true power lies. True power lies in the creative love, the dignity, the grace, and the vulnerability of God. On this particular feast of the Epiphany in 2021, there was a mob attack, a coup attempt on the duly elected government of our country. It has not and will not work, but it is scary and disconcerting and treasonous. As I watch the scene unfold, I see signs in the violent crowd that read Trump 2020 and Jesus 2020. So the coup attempt is sacrilegious as well as treasonous. There is no earthly power equivalent to our liberator and savior, Jesus Christ. And to try to equate one with the other or claim endorsement of Jesus for Trump is idolatry, pure and simple. I urge you to pray for our country, for every single one of us. And I invite you to remember where true majesty resides. I pray that you will, with courage and respect, follow the light of the Prince of Peace this day and always. And I ended with some prayer and scripture. As we learned more and more about the events, as videos and um, fact-checking emerged, an image of an American bald eagle that I had seen in person sitting in a small enclosure at the Texas State Aquarium in Corpus Christi kept coming to my mind. She is a beautiful bald eagle named 
grace. She lives there now, this gorgeous, huge raptor, because her wing is broken. I was enthralled by her majesty, saddened that she couldn't take flight, and reminded that her beak and her claws could still take my eyes out. This beautiful eagle, named Grace, symbol of our country, with a broken wing, unable to fly. This bald eagle is a powerful symbol for the state of our nation today, with a broken wing, unable to soar. White supremacy is the broken wing of our democracy. Though that beautiful eagle named Grace is still majestic with her broken wing, it keeps her from flying. And though our democracy is still majestic, our broken wing keeps us from flying as well. The broken wing of white supremacy in all its myriad forms keeps us caged, unfree. The president of the Ford Foundation, Darren Walker, wrote a statement as well this week in which he said the American crisis is because Democracy is always a threat to white nationalism. Democracy as an ideal carried out, even in its most imperfect practice as our history and as our country has been, has done, but, but as an ideal carried out trying to reach its fulfillment threatens white supremacy. Democracy at its core, the principle, is about equality and supremacy, well, it's not. It's about claiming superiority of one arbitrarily chosen group of humanity over another. And it is deeply embedded in our systems, in our history. And it always fights back, trying to silence the truth, and even silence, trying to silence the voice of God by claiming it and perverting it, contorting it as a mantle for its cause of hatred. White supremacy is sacrilegious and idolatrous, and it breaks my heart that I even have to say that today. Why do we still have to say such obvious things? Because we saw just this week, not only will it violently replace the flag of our nation with the one bearing its idol's name, it will try to claim Jesus' endorsement 
instead of trying to follow God's commandments, which we pledge to do in our baptism, to follow Christ, not bend Christ to our will. So I'm just going to say it one more time. It is very, very dangerous, white supremacy. The lies it perpetrates try to drown out the voice of the one who created both day and night out of love. Tries to drown out the voice of the beloved who is the way, the truth, and the life. The voice of God, however, no matter how violently it is attempted to be silenced, the voice of God will not be drowned out. Truth will not drown in the waters of baptism. And God is very clear, again, in our scripture and our gospel today, about who the savior and liberator of our lives is. And his name is Jesus. Theologian Leonardo Boff, in talking and writing about a new year um, a couple of decades ago, actually, wrote a beautiful reflection on the myth from ancient Mediterranean culture about being renewed like an eagle, which is referenced so many times in the Psalms and other scripture. The story goes that from time to time, the eagle, like the Egyptian phoenix, undergoes a painful process of total renewal. To do this, the eagle flies closer and closer to the sun. And when its feathers catch fire and begin to burn, at that point, the eagle begins a descent from the sky like an arrow shot into the cold waters of the lake nearby. This experience of fire and water, writes Boff, helps the old eagle to be totally renewed. The feathers grow anew, the, the claws are strengthened so they can be sharpened, the eyesight is renewed, and youthful energy returns. He goes on to say that fire and water are, of course, opposites. But when they are united, they become powerful symbols of transformation. And to go through fire and water signifies integrating opposites and growing and strengthening. And nobody that passes through fire or water remains untouched. Either you succumb or you transform. This week, some members of our country played with fire, setting the plumage of our national symbols aflame. Today in our gospel, the heavens open at the waters of baptism 
And we hear the voice of God confirming the identity of the only Messiah we will ever need, who should have our total loyalty. For Christians, the only way to transform the mess of this week is by diving like an arrow with the Holy Spirit into the waters of baptism and recommitting to the values of the beloved of God, of Christ Jesus. Read the renewal of baptismal vows in our Book of Common Prayer. Resist evil. Serve Christ in the face of all. Respect the dignity of every human being. What does it mean to be renewed like an eagle? It means to die and to be reborn, and that is exactly what we do in baptism. We die with Christ into the life of grace and transformation into a totally new way of being. Our baptism is about creative equality, entering a life of service to our God who longs for mercy and grace and love and truth to abound. On Thursday morning, January 7th, at 4 a.m., after that violent attempt to stop the ratification of the votes of the American people, the chaplain of the Senate, the Reverend Barry Black, offered the following prayer. The House and Senate had finished their work after having been threatened, and he prayed, Lord of our lives, and sovereign of our beloved nation. We deplore the desecration of the United States Capitol building, the shedding of innocent blood, the loss of life, the quagmire of dysfunction that threaten our democracy. These tragedies have reminded us that words matter, that the power of life and death is in the tongue, we have been warned anew that eternal vigilance continues to be freedom's price. I struggled with what to preach today, how much to recite of the incidents of violence, of white supremacy that have marked our history. But instead, I wanted to remember that even to remind us all, myself included, that even when voices of truth and love and grace and mercy are violently silenced, God's voice will tear open the heavens for the spirit to speak loudly and clearly about who the true Messiah is. And in our baptism, we are his forever.
which means that we should try humbly, humbly, humbly to listen for his voice. Do his will, walk his way in all aspects of our life. I remember, even though that eagle grace was well taken care of, imagining how much better it would be if her wing were repaired and she could fly free. I wish this for all of us in this country, in our churches, and in our lives, that we don't give up our spiritual, political, emotional freedoms to the whims of tyranny. Amen.